HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, the best-selling Irish single malt in the U.S. The Sexton is an unexpected modern malt for the everyman, rich in hue, approachable in taste, and memorable in character. Learn more at thesexton.com. Hi, I'm Moxie Rosenblum. My dad, Harry Rosenblum, hosts Feast Your Ears on Heritage Radio Network. Right now, HRN is having a summer membership drive. Becoming a member is so easy, and you'll help support shows like my dad's. You can sign up for a one-time donation or become a monthly sustaining member by visiting heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Let's keep food radio on the airwaves this summer. I'm HRN's Executive Director, Katie Mosman-Wadler, with a preview of this week's episode of Meat and Three, HRN's weekly food news roundup. This week, we're celebrating pride. We speak to the bakers who created a custom wedding cake for Charlie Craig and David Mullins, the couple behind the Masterpiece Cake Shop Supreme Court case. We felt that what happened to Charlie and David was an absolute injustice. Kat Johnson addresses the controversy surrounding Antony Porosky, Queer Eye's food and wine expert. Many viewers thought these recipes were unsophisticated. And finally, Hannah Forden speaks with nutrition educator Leah Kurtz about the relationship between veganism and queer identity. It's an interesting way in which food can challenge invisible value systems even greater than sexuality does. Listen to Meat and Three, that's M-E-A-T plus sign T-H-R-E-E this week, and celebrate Pride with HRN. Available on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite listening apps. Are you a woman looking for funding for your startup or your small business? Or maybe you want to help fund women businesses in your neighborhood. If you are, I Fund Women is probably for you. Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners tuning in from 165 countries around the world, about a million listens a month. Today, they're tuning in to Tech Bites, the weekly show where we look at the intersection of food and technology. And today, that intersection is a crowdfunding website called iFundWomen, along with a new business 
called Root Taste, which will be running a funding campaign on the site later this summer. But before we get started with episode 142, on today, Thursday, June 21st, 2018, today is the equinox, the solstice. It's the longest day of the year. And I feel like we should maybe have the longest show of the year, but I don't know if we're allowed to do that. <laughs> My uh, engineer, Vitor, is looking at me from the booth with sort of a, a ha-ha kind of expression. <laughs> longest show of the year, Vitor, what do you think? Unfortunately, you can't do that, no. No, that's because we have another show coming up right after this at 12 o'clock noon. The Linda Palacio show, which is about culinary history. It's really wonderful. So you should stay tuned once we go off the air. But we're going to start this episode 142, like we always do. We're going to go around the shipping container, meet our guests, and find out what their favorite app is. Today, joining us from iFundWomen is Zenia Muna, who is the Entrepreneur Services Director. Zena, do you have an uh, app that you like right now? I do. Um, the app I use every day is called Two Houses. Um, it's for uh, parents who are separated or living in separate homes from their children. Um, and it is absolutely great for scheduling um, and in general managing your kid's schedule without having to really go crazy with the communication. You can put in your kid's schedule um, and request changes for swaps for who's going to be taking care of your kid that night. Um, and it syncs to your Google calendar. It's actually really great. So that's really interesting. So you just do sort of scheduling management and admin like you would sort of in an even in like an office situation. <laughs> so you don't have to actually have a conversation with or discuss or text the in, other person. In theory, yeah, you don't have to talk to the person at all. I mean, you know, it's it's much more easier if you're in communication with them in general, but you can put in all sorts of information like doctor's appointments for the kid. Um, you can even upload medical records and you can even have other caretakers like grandparents or nannies in it too, and it will sync to their calendars as well. So that's kind of interesting. It's more, it's almost like a home admin scheduling type of thing. Yeah. Probably very similar to some of the enterprise schedulers, but just rebranded for home use, for family use. And it keeps you sane. <laughs> <laughs> so is this a free app? Um, it's not a free app. Okay. Um, I cannot remember exactly how much it was. I think it was about 100 for the year, and it has um, other features that I don't always use as much. I use more of the calendar features. Um, so it's, is it subscription-based, or do yes, you pay so a monthly fee? Uh, annual. An annual fee. Mm -hmm. Okay. $100, $100, so per person or per family? Per family. So you the paid $100, and then you split the cost, theoretically, if you wanted to, with the other family members who are using the scheduling yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, that's not too bad. No, no, and it really does take out so much of that hassle, as you say, with communication, but also just in general, just knowing how to plan in the future. You can say, oh, okay, June 28th, it turns out that's my night, or that's my night off. And, and you can also store information there yeah. attached to whatever the event is, so that it's all in one place. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Two homes. Two homes. And are you using it on Android or iOS? Um, actually, sorry. It's two houses. The two houses. Have. Okay. Um, I use it on my iPhone, and um, my husband uses it on his Android, so it's available Perfect. for both places. Oh, and it's agnostic, so everyone can use it. Is yeah. there a desktop version also? Uh, there is. <laughs> okay. All right. So fully loaded. That sounds great. We've never had a... Uh, family admin tool on this show. I think this is the first one. So that's neat and perfect timing because summer vacation is here and lots of uh, 
family planning, I'm sure, going on right now. And school holidays, exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. Or not, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Vitor, our engineer, Vitor Hirsch. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. How's it going that you have a show before us? If uh, people just click on to listen at 11 a.m. They may not be aware that this summer season there's a new show that's on at 10 a.m. called the OG Main Course. It's with the HRN founder, Patrick Martins, and a cohort of uh, HRN personalities and special guests. How's that going? It's great. Um, Yeah, it's a new version of a show that they used to have couple years ago that's been around since the very beginning was actually the first show to ever air on heritage network and now they have a pretty cool um new format that yeah i've been having a lot of fun with it that's great and it's it it used to be that tech bites was the first show of the day so we'd walk in and the studio was quiet and fresh so we walk in now and it's you know animated with lots of people so there's I, there's kind of two sides to that coin I, I kind of like being the first show but then on the other hand i feel like everything's all revved up and ready to go when we walk in the room is warmed up for exactly you. exactly do you have an app that you like this week yeah so we're in uh, world cup month oh absolutely and world cup crazy time right and i yeah, I love it, and uh, I have been following it through my phone on my phone through the Hulu app. I I never had a TV. I, I recently bought bought one, and I get you know I got one of the one month free things mm-hmm. from Hulu, and I just like it's meant they mean it so you can't uh, so you forget to cancel it. So I, I've just kept it, and then but luckily I found out the app that you can just watch on your phone, and that's how I've been watching games um if i'm not at home uh, it's pretty cool who are you rooting for who are your teams brazil okay <laughs> that's it <laughs> although i like other teams too you know uh, but uh, of course brazil's first okay yeah. and for those who are interested they have a big tv up in the tiki garden in the bar at roberta's and they're playing some of the games so if you want to have pizza and drinks outside and watch the games Brazil's playing tomorrow at 8 a.m., so if anybody wants to join me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mint. Mint Padanan is the CEO and founder of a company called Root Taste. She came down from Boston especially to be on the show, so we're very thankful that you made the trip and decided to come. Mint, do you have an app that you like right now? Yeah, so um, actually I just, I just found this app yesterday. So it's called Calm. So it's about um, meditation, health, and wellness. So the way it works is that um, it's make you um, give you 120 seconds listening to the, uh, the nature voice and do nothing. Yeah, so it's like help your mind like relax and form busy day and work. Yeah. So Calm, mm-hmm. C-A-L-M. Yes. That was actually, um, I think, the Apple's number one best app of the year last year or something like that. It's very popular. Yes. Um, We get a lot of meditation, mindful apps on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Calm is one. Headspace is another one. We get a lot of that. All right. So you just downloaded it yesterday. Yeah, I just downloaded yesterday to check out. And then um, I think right now is turned to the subscription plan. 
So I listen to like the free version a little bit, but then I need to pay for it if I would like to go for the full version. I know that does it give you a few days or some things that you can try for free before you go to the um, so right now I think it's a really limited. It's oh seven day actually, as I remember, seven day trial. Headspace has a 10-day trial mm-hmm. where you go through the 10-day beginner yeah. meditation, um, and there's also a, a couple other ones. I'll look it up um, maybe during the break. There was one that was sort of an aggregator of all these different meditation apps that was free, and you could just sort of look through and find different meditation videos and mm-hmm. audio files and things like that. Um, it's very interesting and also free because it's just a big aggregator of of all yeah. different kinds of things. So, but what, as a as a startup founder and CEO, do you find that you need to have breaks of calm in your day? Yes, I feel that like at the beginning is not that much, but then since the, um, we start picking up, and then like I feel that. I need to focus some time with myself. Just sit there and doing nothing a little bit, and then yeah, relax. So I I feel that this app might be my favorite app soon. Yes. Okay. Very good. Well, you have to let us know how that goes after yeah. your seven day free trial. Sure. So Zenia and Mint are here to talk about iFund Women, uh, which is a great, interesting. Uh, crowdfunding platform specifically created to support women-led companies, um, startups, or small businesses. Obviously, anybody can contribute money, and I don't think they need to be a hundred percent women-led, but majority women-led. Um, yeah, no, men can actually host projects on our website as well if they want to um, contribute to the general ecosystem. Excellent. So. Um, Zenia, just give us sort of the brief overview of iFund Women. I mean, we all know what crowdfunding is. Mm-hmm. People put up campaigns; they go, you give money. There are a couple elements about iFund Women that make it unique. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, what makes iFund Women unique is that it's specifically designed for female entrepreneurs, and we have features and um, benefits to working with us versus picking another crowdfunding platform. And really, one of the most important ones that um, Sort of brings us here today is that I Fund Women provides coaching to all female entrepreneurs. We get on the phone with you and we talk you through the process, um, and we kind of learn a little bit more about where your needs are. We've created documents and tools um, to help you get through the crowdfunding and break it down into smaller, more manageable segments, um, so that you can kind of have a really successful campaign without feeling too overwhelmed. Do you think that men don't need coaching or help through the process? I think everybody can benefit from coaching and help through the process. But um, what I think is that women, particularly, are tribe people, and that um, they really do appreciate and open their ears up to a lot of advice more, maybe so than other people. Sometimes um, we also create a network of women, and that's something what we feel really important. We have this private online network where women can also ask each other questions and bounce ideas off each other, which um, we find people love being able to do. I think when you're an entrepreneur, you're often alone and in your head a lot, unless you have a very big team, and the decision fatigue can just kind of <laughs> get to you sometimes. So it's really nice. To have that option of being able to talk to a live human being or someone else who's going through the same thing as you. So there are there are classic startup entrepreneur issues, you know, funding, staff, marketing, all those kinds of things. 
Do you think that there are issues that are specific to women? Um, you're right that everybody do tend to suffer from those kind of same typical um, hurdles. Um, I think multitasking and time management is particularly difficult for women. A lot of the people we talk to have a full-time job, they're doing their side hustle, and they might even be a parent on top of it. And they're having to go home and kind of figure out in between their very few hours how they're going to get it done. So providing these kind of tools will help them manage their time better and break it down into smaller segments. And on the fundraising front, um, we've, we speak to a lot of women founders and, and entrepreneurs on this show. Fundraising for women seems particularly challenging. And is that because there are fewer women? Is that because it's primarily men who are managing the fundraising resources? And it's, it's an interesting that you raised the point about uh, women multitasking and many of them being parents we did a show, um, episode 99, which was a roundtable with women CEOs, women in food tech. And one of the common questions that women founders get asked is, well, what are you going to do when you have a kid? Do you have children? Do you have a family? And if you don't, is that going to impact your business when you do? Or if you do have a family, is that going to impact your ability to run a business? And I don't think men get asked that question. I don't think men ask each other that question. <laughs> no, they certainly don't. <laughs> so at iFundWomen, is that a question that you ask? Or is it something that you account for as just a part of the profile of the person? I mean, there, there's all sorts of people in all sorts of situations. Um, it is not important to us whether or not you have a children. Um, uh, children at home that might be holding up the process as much as how much you want to put towards going forward into your business. Um, but to answer your earlier question, which was interesting, is um, you asked if it's just that there's fewer women and that's just not the case. Um, I think the statistics have said that, you know, over the last five or six years, women-owned businesses have been rapidly increasing and making up a very large portion of the overall entrepreneurs. And yes, you're right. Um, only about 2% of that venture capital funding does go to women-owned businesses, um, which is shocking, really. And why that's the case, you also asked that. I'm, I'm not really sure there's one answer. It might be because there aren't as many women decision makers on the other end of the table. Um, it could be a number of factors. Um, it might be that the women entrepreneurs aren't confident enough to go get that funding. Maybe they need some in-between steps in order to get them there. Okay. I will share an anecdote uh, with listeners. We have done a few uh, Get Funded episodes, pitch shows with Brooklyn Bridge Ventures. The first one that we did was earlier this year. It was episode 135, and we had been querying on social media and on the show for startups, food tech startups, to send us their pitch decks for an opportunity to pitch Charlie O'Donnell, who's the founder of Brooklyn Bridge Ventures. And it's a real, it was a real opportunity to pitch a real VC person with the potential to get funding. And I will tell you that I did not receive a single pitch deck from a woman founder the first go around. And I promoted it in some of the different women's business groups, women food groups, uh, women tech groups, on social media, Facebook. I sent, you know, emails to my network of people. And we got a bunch of submissions. 
and they were all from men. And wow. I just could not understand it because I know women need funding. I know women have perhaps less opportunity for funding. I'm a woman. We're very <laughs> women-friendly on this show. And not a single one. And it was very disappointing to me that there simply wasn't anyone who wanted the opportunity. And I could not figure it out. And it made me a little mad because... I hear women entrepreneurs all the time talking about the inequity of funding and how they want funding and they want opportunity. And, you know, here was a fantastic opportunity and not a single woman raised their hand. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted nothing than to have, you know, a bunch of women founders in the booth, you know, mm -hmm. pitching to, for their projects. So anyway, ladies. You have to take advantage of the opportunities uh, when they come around. So when we come back from our break, we will speak to a woman, Mint, who is taking advantage of the opportunity that's coming around. And we're going to hear from her about her business root tastes and why she decided to raise funds on iFundWomen. But before we do that, we're going to hear from our sponsor who is helping us raise funds at Heritage Radio Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. And we keep the lights on and the mics hot entirely from the generosity of grants, members, and underwriters like this one. Stay with us. <laughs> I'm Souther Teague of Moria Margo and co-host of The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, a new and unexpected modern malt for the everyman. The whiskey is made from 100% Irish malted barley, triple distilled for smoothness in copper pot stills, and consciously aged for four years in Oloroso sherry buds. My favorite part about the Sexton is that sherry influence from those Oloroso sherry buds. They're the large sherry uh, barrels that have been used, and then the, uh, the whiskey gets aged in them for four years, giving them this sort of nutty, almost savory quality. Um, the copper pot still makes for an extremely smooth finish. Um, I like it in a highball or just neat. Uh, every time I have a sip, I, I want another one. So next time you're gathered with friends or posted up at your favorite bar, reach for The Sexton, the best-selling Irish single malt in North America. You can learn more at thesexton.com. If you're just joining us and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bytes, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk to influencers and innovators in the food tech space. And today, those folks are Zenya Muna from ifundwomen.com. That's the letter I, fundwomen.com. And this is a crowdfunding website and business that has been created to support women-led startups. And small businesses. They, they are an interesting platform, although men can also participate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's women-focused, but not women-exclusive. Exactly. So how many men founders have you had launch projects on iFundWomen? We've really had a majority just being um, both men and women-owned businesses. I don't believe at this time any man-only-owned business has funded on our project, um, a project on our site yet. But I could be wrong. Maybe today someone submitted one. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's happening back at the home office while you're here in the studio in Roberta's Pizza. 
So joining us today also is Mint Parian, who has founded a company called Root Tastes. That's R-O-T-A-S-T-E-S dot com. Um, she is a Boston-based company, and they are focused primarily on basically uh, delivery services to lunch for businesses, sort of like fresh menu, home-cooked lunches that are delivered en masse for a staff at a company. Yes. And she has decided to do her next round of funding on iFundWomen. And she's actually in the process of putting that together. Her campaign will launch officially on July 10th yes. and run through August 25th. Right. But you're doing a little early pre-launch, a little early pre-launch promotion. Yes. So why don't you tell us first, just real quickly, um, what Root Tastes is? Yeah, so we are like um, corporate lunch catering, but we are online based. And then we um, recreate seasonal lunch program. Mostly it's healthy. So everything is health focused and um, local resource ingredient from New England farmer. And we rotate the menu every season and serve to forward thinking company that pay for lunch as a benefit for the employees. So you have a commissary kitchen somewhere yes. in Boston where you're, where you're preparing all these lunches every day, and exactly. then they go out and get delivered. Yes. And so your business is primarily a business-to-business model. This is sure. not something where individuals could order the service. Correct. So currently, how many lunches are you serving every week? Um, about for each week is about a thousand, but then so far for a year we have served more than ten thousand lunch bowl. Wow, that's yes. a lot. Does yeah. that what does that look like when you're doing the production in the morning? It's very hard in the beginning, like um because like at the beginning so I have the chef who is the um also my co founder. So he is the um the main chef and then so everyone in the companies, the founding team need to help each other. And then even myself, I don't have any experience cooking in the kitchen, and I so we we just willing to help everyone like help the team, and then after the uh, the kitchen done, so we deliver the food by ourselves and talk to the customer, get the feedback, and improve it. So, a business to business crowdfunding that's a little bit different from what we typically see in the crowdfunding websites typically what we see are things especially in the food space they're consumer facing and you're going out to a consumer audience and offering people um, personal items for themselves is business to business something that's also unique to iFundWomen? It is actually. Um, a lot of our campaigns are business to business on our website. We have um, consulting businesses. We have co-working spaces. Um, we have all sorts of um, businesses out there that are really talking specifically to businesses. So your campaign will look a little different to what you might consider for a typical crowdfunding campaign. But it's all about mixing in rewards that are designed both for businesses and consumers so that they can all be um, you know, sold on the same page. So Mint, what was it about iFundWomen that made you choose this platform to raise your money? Yeah, so the reason why I choose iFundWomen, um, since the beginning, so I checked out a couple of platforms and then what caught me attention about iFundWomen is the um, the advice and all the schedule that 
I fund women plan for every women entrepreneur. So this is the coaching yes, and the and mentoring yeah. and the scheduling and the right. time management that yes. Zenia was talking about earlier. Yes. So every week, um, I I talk to Karen, the CEO, every week, and she makes sure that okay, the first week we need to get the pitch done, and the second week we need to get the reward done. The third week we need to get the network mapping done, so we know exactly like. What are the next step? So to make sure that we will get it done by the tram frame. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing that you hear from the company CEO every week. Is is that scalable? Does every business on the platform get a call from the CEO? <laughs> Not from the CEO. Um, every every person <laughs> who is on the platform is able to schedule a call though with mm-hmm. a coach. Um, what um, Mint was part of was our Summer Accelerator program, yes. which is one of our premium services designed specifically to help um, people get through that process of crowdfunding. It's a it's a lot to think about. Although I, I suppose there are some people who just want to plug and play, and then there are some people who need more guidance or want more guidance. I suppose though, if you have access to the experts, why would you not talk with them and have them help you? As much as possible to be successful. Exactly. I mean, we help people every single day, so we we kind of know what works and what doesn't work. And honestly, we can provide that outside ear sometimes that someone just needs. Sometimes entrepreneurs can be in a little bubble mm-hmm. where they just work so hard and they're working on their product and taking in feedback and pivoting that sometimes the outside point of view it can be very different than the inside point of view. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what type of things are you doing for your pre-launch right now? So, um, so for the pre-launch, we um, we reach out specifically to our corporate client, and then so we offer the um, special reward for them. Beside the um, seasonal seasonal lunch plan that we have, um, that we create specifically for them, is mean that so they can um, get the reward. When they when they donate, so they get the reward of seasonal lunch plan. They don't need to um plan uh, plan anything in advance. So we take care of everything, like create the meal plan for them, or uh, the whole season, and get the um delivery schedule for them. We also offer some um some other rewards such as the um give the um the wellness talks for the team for for the office, and also. Yeah, so those kind of things fulfill the um, corporate health and wellness, and also for lunch and learn. Yeah. So I'm curious if it's a business to business fundraising. Does that mean only businesses can make a contribution? Is that sort of how it's set up to work, where no. another a company would make a contribution to then have the company benefits or? Rewards. So the way we've worked with Mint is to set up her campaign so that there's rewards for both um, companies as well as for consumers, um, which include her family, friends, followers, supporters. Um, Mint is actually about to start an accelerator program where she's going to be talking to a lot of different people every day about her company, and that's also her opportunity to talk to them about some of the rewards they can purchase to help support her. So we wouldn't want her to focus just on her company-based rewards. We want her to have that healthy mix so that she can maximize the amount of um, funding she can raise. How does it work when you need a corporate donor? Does that, you know, I think about the way businesses make decisions and. 
is it a higher amount of money, but then you think it takes a longer period of time because it has to be vetted by other people in the business? Do you have different um, promotional materials or materials that explain what it is and what the investment is? Um, it, it's a different relationship for sure when you're talking to someone in an organization who's making um, a purchase on behalf of an organization versus just an impulse consumer purchase. Um, so that's sort of part of the prep of what Mint's doing right now is going out and talking to all these different companies, getting a list of contacts that are appropriate and having these conversations and explaining those um, on a more one-on-one basis. Interesting. So Mint, how much money are you hoping to raise? Um, 50K. Fifty thousand yes. dollars over a forty-five day period. Yes. What happens if she doesn't make it to fifty thousand dollars? Well, the great thing about iPhoneWomen.com is we allow people to select a flexible campaign, which means that they can still um, keep the money that they raised, um, which we do recommend because there's a lot of work that goes into crowdfunding and. Um, you know, we work with people to make sure they're setting realistic goals as much as possible. And we hope, if anything, they end up going for their stretch goals. So that's another unusual component about iFundWomen. Many of the crowdfunding platforms, if you don't hit your mark, you don't get the money. Correct. Um, flexible funding is something that um, iFundWomen definitely, it's not the only platform that does that, but it's definitely one of the benefits of ours. And you also have something called Pay It Forward also, which is another unique uh, financing feature of the website. Explain to us what the uh, Pay It Forward is about. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, (laughs) So Pay It Forward um, is one of the features where we take 20% of um, the revenue made in commissions um, on the uh, crowdfunding um, campaigns. And we essentially use an algorithm to pay it forward to um, some recipients of active campaigns on our camp- on our platform. So, um, you know, we do a Facebook Live post once a month where we actually announce the winners of it. And it's really fun. Um, it's part of our community building. It's part of our give back. And it's something that um, is definitely unique to our platform. That's a really nice feature, I think, and puts puts the community element really forward, mm-hmm. much more so than the funding element forward. So many times, you know, um, as with sponsors of Heritage Radio and with Women, people are interested not only in funding the thing, but also funding the community around it and the ideas and the conversations that come to life and and sort of continue and and move everyone forward. It's a very interesting idea, I think, um, paying it forward like that. So Mint, getting ready for your campaign, was there one thing that surprised you about the coaching that you received or the suggestions that you received? Was there something that was a big surprise that you didn't expect, something they told you to do that was new or different? Um, actually, uh, I, I don't think anything that really surprised me. So it was exactly what she thought. They didn't bring any kind of new ideas or... Yeah, because, um, before I decide to do crowdfunding, I happily searched and, like, how crowdfunding is, how it works, how need to get it done in terms of, I mean, to reach the goal. So I, I kind of know a little bit how it's going to work, but... The way that we get calls, um, get more information, so it just make it easier for us. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Zenya, do you have any um, 
notable stories in terms of working with people, things that were maybe unexpected or something that you learned or? Um, let me think about that. Unexpected things that have happened. I mean, I think in having the personal coaching, you get to know the personalities of people and you get to find all these little hidden talents that they have that you think, oh, wow, that's really cool. And they might not have thought of that as a reward. And it's something that you can then see coming forward. Like I was just talking to a nutritionist um, and in talking to her, it turns out she does this thing where she goes to people's houses and does a pantry makeover and she goes into their house and she'll just, you know, literally take everything out of your pantry and redo it and kind of work with you to set a budget and go forward for what your pantry should look like based on your nutritional needs. And that might have not have been something she would have thought about before anyway, but that just kind of came out once you're having a conversation with a real human. And I love seeing those kind of things. And I'd say those are some of the more ex unexpected qualities of what I see on a more day-to-day -day basis. And that goes back to talking to people and having someone from outside your space, maybe. Exactly. That she, has a fresh, a fresh look on things. Exactly. She wouldn't have necessarily, it's something she knows she can do, but it's not necessarily the number one thing listed on her website. So we are coming, coming close to being out of time, but I want to make sure that we get all of the uh, online information out to people so that they can write it down and check it out and maybe donate money or maybe get their project, their business up on iFundWomen. If you want to um, have an in real life experience, Zenya is going to be moderating a mm -hmm. panel on June 28th in New York City. It is hosted by Pineapple, which is a great multi-city group focusing on women in the food business. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So it is called Girls Just Want to Have Funds. <laughs> it's at 6.30 p.m. It's at Pilot Works in Brooklyn. It is $25 a person. You can buy a ticket on Eventbrite. The event is hosted by Pineapple New York. Uh, Zenya, tell us some of the other women who are going to be on the panel and what you're going to be talking about. Um, so we're going to really be talking about um, how women are growing their businesses and um, what's that what's that taken to get there. Um, I recommend you come in person to find out a little bit more. <laughs> I just might do that. <laughs> I'm trying to think forward to think if I have anything to do. That's one week from today, people. June 28th, Thursday, New York City. Brooklyn. If you want to look at iFundWomen, it's iFundWomen.com. You can follow them on social media at iFundWomen. And Eventbrite again for the tickets. If you want to follow along with Mint, her website is RootTastes.com, R-O-T-A-S-T-E-S. -E on social media, they are at RootTastes. And if you want to follow her specifically on Twitter, she is at Mint, M-I-N-T-A-R-Y-N-N. -N. And on Instagram, she is at Mint, A-R-Y-N, just one end. She's launching July 10th. Do you have something online during the pre-launch? Um, yeah, so pre-launch, like I mentioned before, that specifically um, we're going to send out an email, private email to our corporate client. Yes, before we get started to... Um, public lunch in July 10th. And on July 10th, when someone goes to ifundwomen.com, how do they find Mint's campaign? 
Um, you can go to Discover, um, and there's lots of different categories, but um, if she's going on live, then just click on Discover, and her campaign will be listed along with all the other amazing campaigns that are going to go live then. So you do not have to be in Boston to contribute mm-hmm. to the campaign, but currently your offerings are in the Boston area only in yes. terms of the lunch services. Yes. Okay, good to know. Launch Again, launching July 10th, running to August 25th. If you are interested in listening to more Women in CEO episodes, we had a great two-parter, episode 133 and episode 134. Uh, that was a panel I hosted at General Assembly of Women CEOs in the food tech space. A really great conversation with a, a very robust Q&A session at the end. We also did episode 99, Women in Food Tech CEOs. That was sort of a round table of just how things are going out there for the women in tech. We also did a couple funding episodes, episode 141 and 135, which were our pitch shows with Brooklyn Bridge Ventures. We have a lot going on at Heritage Radio. Um, if you have something going on and you would like to share it with us, maybe come on the show. We are very interactive. Get in touch with us. Techbytes at heritageradionetwork.org. You can find us on social media at techbyteshrn. If you really love the show, go check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. Subscribe, leave us a great review. If you can't live without the show and you think these kinds of conversations are important, we are in the middle of our summer fun drive, June 19th through July 31st. We are raising money. Maybe you want to become a Heritage Radio Network member. Memberships start at $25. Maybe you want to become a business member. Business memberships start at $500. And if you become a business member and designate Tech Bytes, you might get some special on-air shout-outs and tickets to events happening in the fall and lots of other great things. Think about it. Go to heritageradionetwork.org, click the beating heart, and get involved. Tech Bytes is engineered by Vitor Hirsch. Our theme song is Nomad, a CPU track by DJ Uptown Nico. I'm Jennifer Leuzzi. I host and produce the show. We broadcast live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time from the backyard of Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. We hope you enjoyed the show. Come back and see us next week. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.